For each 10 millimeter drop towards normal systolic blood pressure, research tells us heart disease mortality risk drops by an average of 30%. New internet-based hypertension interventions are proving they could produce this steep, impressive decline. How can these web initiatives help our patients take a more active role in their care? You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, Professor of Surgery and Practicing General Surgeon. Our guest is Dr. Beverly Green from the Group Health Center for Health Studies in Seattle. Dr. Green is the lead investigator of research published in JAMA on innovative web-based interventions for patients with uncontrolled hypertension. Welcome, Dr. Green. It's a pleasure for me to be here. We are discussing expanding our patient's role in hypertension care. Dr. Green, what exactly do you mean by expanding the role of a patient in their care of hypertension? Blood pressure is a risk factor for heart disease, and blood pressure is something that a patient has all the time, but they only come to clinic once or twice a year and have it measured at clinic at that time, but their blood pressure varies throughout the day and over time. So we felt it was important for patients to know their own blood pressure and to be able to understand better their response to medication and to take more control in the treatment plan to control it. Why, Dr. Green? Well, the reason why is because blood pressure as we know it, hypertension, is poorly controlled at this time. Less than half of those people with established hypertension and on medications have their blood pressure controlled. And we were looking at a new method, a new type of care to improve that control rate. And we felt that if we could have a more interactive and responsive way to assist patients in getting the care they needed when they needed it, that we would improve control over the standard model that we use in the office. Well, tell us about that new care management program? This care involved using an electronic medical record that was comprehensive, that was already used at our organization, Group Health, and it also has a patient-shared, patient-shared electronic medical record. Patients had the capacity to see certain portions of their chart. So this was already established as our organization, and we were already encouraging our patients to come to the Group Health website and to look at portions of their record, including their labs, their problem list, and to communicate with their physician. What we did different was we wanted to see if we provided education and self-blood pressure monitoring, that whether patients would communicate on their own to their providers to get the care they needed when their blood pressure wasn't in control, or doing this plus adding a pharmacist to assist them with the web-based communications and changes would improve blood pressure control. Well, is the control of blood pressure in patients with hypertension poor? Yes. Less than 50% of people with hypertension have their blood pressure controlled. Now, in your study, all of the patients were diagnosed as having hypertension, yes? Correct. And on medications for this, and we brought them in, and they had to have their blood pressure out of control with either the systolic 140 or higher or the diastolic 90 or higher on two separate visits. 
to be eligible for the study. By the way, how did you standardize uh, the technique by which the patients took their own blood pressure? We gave them an automated home blood pressure monitor, and we trained them to use it. And then we asked them to show us that they could use it proficiently on their own. Well, what were the results of your study? We found that all the groups improved their blood pressure control, including the usual care, because no one was controlled at the beginning, and 30% of those receiving the usual care, and those patients had access to the web. That was also um, an eligibility requirement. They had access. That group also improved. However, those in the pharmacist group improved the most. And when you say pharmacist group, what do you mean exactly? There were the two groups. There was the usual care group that had to have uncontrolled hypertension and also access to the Internet and an email address. Those patients with those two qualifications were divided into three groups, usual care, which at Group Health already included the electronic medical record, and access to a patient-shared medical record and secure email. So the usual care got that. In the group that got blood pressure monitors and uh, web training only was the second group, and they received the monitor and training and training to use the website and encouragement to send their blood pressures to their physician. In the third group, instead of sending the blood pressures to the physician, we provided assistance by clinical pharmacists who would proactively and reactively communicate over the web with the patient. If you have just joined us, you are listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, and our guest is Dr. Beverly Green from the Group Health Center for Health Studies in Seattle. We're discussing expanding our patient's role in hypertension care. Dr. Green, were the results dramatically improved when the patients were involved with their own care? Yes. In those that we gave the monitor to and the web training, there was only modest changes where systolic blood pressure net changes were four millimeters more than usual care, but it was a significant change. However, they were no more likely to be controlled. But in the pharmacist group, they were much more likely to be controlled, almost two times more likely to be controlled than those in usual care or those receiving the monitor and the web training. What did the physicians of these patients think? We received no complaints from physicians about the intervention. They were barely aware of it. Um, They would receive notification from the pharmacist when their patient was enrolled, and they would receive the first action plan, and any clinical issues went straight back to the physicians. But I think the physicians just felt like this was business as usual and they're getting help. Are the patients enjoying being more involved in their care, or do they view it as a imposition on their time? Well, we don't have all those individual results yet, but we have anecdotal stories that the patients really enjoyed this intervention and way to receive care. Most of the patients were middle-aged because we didn't allow those with heart disease and diabetes into the study because of this proof of concept, whether you could provide care over the web. So we wanted to keep this first intervention pretty basic for the pharmacist. And the patients often were at work. One was sending emails from the Siberian Sea, and they found it very convenient to get the care they needed. They also found that the iterative process of being able to 
communicate about problems after a medication was changed seemed to be very helpful. So in real time, rather than waiting for a two-month follow-up visit, the pharmacists and the patients could communicate different changes to their medications and address different barriers and make new solutions. Certainly this is so different from the traditional doctor-patient relationship. Why are we going in this direction? Well, we have to remember the pharmacist just worked on blood pressure, hypertension. They did not provide any clinical care. If there was a clinical concern except for a very well-known side effect of the medication, they did not address it. And they, at all times, emphasized in communications they were working with their doctor. Now, they didn't really have to work with their doctor that closely because we had very well-organized protocols, and they followed them. Pharmacists are very good at following protocols. So they didn't really need to involve the doctor very much. But from the patient's perspective, we were very careful to identify the pharmacist as a team member, and they still had a doctor. Now, clearly, all of these patients had to be pretty familiar and facile with the Internet and using their computer, yes? Uh, We don't know this yet. and It's very interesting that at Group Health we've looked at our computer use, and we found those people with more chronic conditions and more comorbidity to actually be more computer fluent than those that don't and use the web services more often. So we don't know yet for our population. We are looking at this currently. The concept of patient involvement in their care in hypertension certainly can be expanded to thinking about patient involvement in their entire care, not just hypertension, but other medical problems. Do you think that this will progress to involvement in all aspects of their medical care? I I think it already is. And in our organization that has had this shared medical record and, and secure web services, it's happening, and we knew it, and we knew it was a good thing. This study gave us an opportunity to prove this in a methodical fashion. And I think in terms of future studies, yes, there already are studies that we're doing in our center that are applying to other chronic conditions, including HIV and diabetes and some lifestyle interventions. One of the unique features of this intervention, though, is that it was integrated into a group system where everyone had access to the same computer data, and anything that occurred on the web was documented and could be read by all those that were involved in the care. Well, just how much improved were they? The patients in the pharmacist group had a 14-point decrease in their systolic blood pressure and a 7-point decrease in their diastolic blood pressure. They were significantly more likely to have controlled blood pressure than those receiving usual care and receiving the less intense intervention. Did any patients do poorly? We didn't have any difference in adverse events hospitalizations or deaths between the groups, and none of the deaths that occurred were attributable to the study interventions. Now, finally, Dr. Green, are we putting too much responsibility on the patients, or should we really be improving our role as physicians in terms of monitoring and treating this disease better? I really have no doubt that physicians would do as well as the pharmacists. I think they really would. Um, I think physicians are quite good at managing hypertension. However, I think the thing that was unique about this intervention is that this was all the pharmacists did. When doctors see their patients, there's a list of problems to address, and it 
often hypertension, the blood pressure control isn't on the top. Often the elevations are only slightly over normal and they don't have much understanding about what the blood pressure is otherwise. I think the new technologies of the blood pressure monitors, the ability to average blood pressures and look at trends over time, has allowed for the patients to be more in the driver's seat. I want to thank our guest, Dr. Beverly Green. We've been discussing expanding our patients' role in hypertension care. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157 channel for medical professionals. Be sure to visit our website at reachmd.com, featuring on-demand podcasts of our entire library. For comments and questions, please call us toll-free at 888-MD-XM-157. And thank you for listening.